Welcome to Baseball and Beyond, presented by Masses Restaurants. And uh, doing a spring training show, we have to start with the leadoff guy, right? You go, we go. Is that going to be uh, carried over? Hello, Dexter Fowler, by the way. I have to introduce you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be carried over. It'll be carried over. But I think once you said you go, we go, I think a lot of people know who you're talking to. So. Now, did that start last year? Was that the first time? Was that a Madden thing? Or? Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe actually, uh, he used to tell me that. And then it, after, after a while, he just started saying, it's true. Because he already knew. <laughs> now, I mean, there's all there's a bunch of talk about how you come into this clubhouse and change the dynamic, and that to me would sound like a lot of pressure. Like, oh my gosh, this guy's completely changed the way one guy. But is that something that you feel? Do you feel like that's happened, or you just hey, this is what I'm doing? Uh, I just try to be myself, man. I, you know, it's um, everybody says I have an infectious personality, personality, and I I really just try to go out there and. You know, just meet. I, I I know I've been around a lot of people, so I I know a lot of different personalities. I just try to mesh with everybody. I watched a lot of Cubs games last year. I'm a Cardinal fan, but I really enjoyed watching you guys play. And I just was curious about how fun that was. And just basically, I mean, you guys in in February, it's hey, you guys are going to win it all, and then you did. I mean, what what was it like? Just that group and just knowing. Have you ever been on a team, high school, college, where it was that way? Um, high school, I, high school, we did. We were pretty good, uh, my uh, our summer ball team. But uh, you know, other than that, it was you know going out there and not like not to the you know extreme of being in the major leagues and saying you're going to win a World Series. That's a lot of pressure in the beginning. But you know, as Joe said, we embraced the target. I just can't imagine what it's like though when you think about playing against those guys. I mean, that is the, the rivalry. This thing is starting to heat up. It had to be an incredibly difficult decision, but still a fun one because you knew where they were going with their team now with the future. Just tell me a little bit about how that decision came about and just how fun. Will it be fun? Will it be, I mean, I mean, sure, you'll be smiling and enjoying it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like like I said, like I told everybody, it's like, those will always be my brothers. Like, we, we, we did something that hadn't been done in this lifetime. So, um, you know, to, to be playing against them and see them 19 times, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But, you know, we're still trying to win and, uh, you know, we'll be out there battling them. I guess they, they were on t- they were on top last year, so we're going to try and knock them off. So. Is it weird to say they? I mean, that seems weird for me to hear you say. Yeah, because I was, I was on top. <laughs> but, you know, my, our goal is to, to be on top over here and, uh, and to dethrone them. So. And I did say real quick about just the personality that you bring. Did, I mean, have you noticed that that this team may not have had that? or what, what? I mean, it just seems like, like I said, there's more there's music and you brought some of that out. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that we're playing a game. We're playing a game, so it should be fun. Um, you know, sometimes we lose sight of that, and um, we, we got to go out and, 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 and take that mindset into the game. Now, last thing, I was doing some research. You could have played basketball at Harvard, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and you decided not to go to Harvard. I mean, just tell me a little bit about, I mean, those type of decisions because obviously it's worked out for you. Yeah, well, so what I was, I actually stopped playing basketball and, and ended up uh, signing with University of Miami to play uh, play baseball. So, but, you know, that, that I, I still live up. I love, I love hoops. I love watching hoops. And, um, you know, that Harvard decision, I might have to take them back on that and, and, and go back and just go to school. So yeah, Two Miami guys uh, opening day, John Jay versus Dexter Fowler. What's that going to be like opening day? Just kind of seeing those guys and, the, and do you know about the opening day thing that happened in St. Louis with the Hall of Famers and the Clydesdales? No, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Like I said, it's going to be surreal. It's going to be bittersweet playing against them and, and uh, being able to see them. But, uh, 
you know, hopefully going out there and starting a championship, another championship season. So I, for one, am very excited that you're here. Thank I tried you. to get everybody to, to to want Dexter Flower to be a Cardinal. I think it was because of me, my my hoping there that you join is. us. Well, 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 thank you. Thank appreciate you for that. You. that appreciate your time. Thank you. So that's a way to kick off a spring training show. Dexter Fowler, the leadoff guy. Hello and welcome again to Baseball and Beyond. Back from Florida, putting this thing together. What a wonderful time down there. If you get the chance, go and enjoy some spring training baseball in Jupiter, Florida. Wanted to get a few more interviews, but uh, it was way more important to get to the beach and enjoy the games. So Dexter Fowler, part of the show, and then uh, earlier in that day, had a chance to talk over with MLB Network's Mark DeRosa, former Cardinal. We got to talk about his stint with the Cardinals and have some fun. He's got some great stories. So here is that visit with Mark DeRosa. Picnic table chat with Mark with Mark DeRosa. These things are on fire. Sorry, do you want to start over? No. <laughs> the picnic table is on fire down here in Jupiter. It's always a pleasure to see Mark DeRosa. We see you a lot on TV now. Everyone said, this guy has got the face. He's an interview. Back when you played, we knew you'd be on TV. I mean, you literally were just playing just to get on TV. I wish you would have told me I would have retired a few years (laughs) earlier and avoided all the stress that I had to deal with. But uh, no, it's been a a great transition. Um, I love the game. I I played for for a lot of teams, eight different teams from coast to coast, middle America. Um, I feel like, I feel like right now, I'm relevant and can call the guys on the phone if they want me to, you know, get the word out. And uh, I think for me, when I took the job, I said to myself, "There's a lot of there's a lot of good guys in the game." I, I don't think people realize that at 750. I mean, the, the players I've come across, the Adam Wainwrights of the world. I mean, he he obviously he's a star, and you're going to know his story. But uh, there's so many guys that were just so much fun to be around, and, and I feel, like, obligated to to do right by them. You, I'm going to guess seven teams? Eight. Damn, it's close. Teams, yeah. But uh, how many National League? I'm trying to think of the National League. Can oh, we win? Dodgers, I mean, Cubs, Cardinals. No Dodgers. No Dodgers. I went Atlanta. I'm thinking Mark Ellis. I went Atlanta, <laughs> Texas. Then I went to Cubs, Cleveland, St. Louis, San Fran, Washington, Toronto. That's a good. That's a good bunch of baseball yeah, cities. Kinda, right I kind of ran the gamut and even got north of the border, which I really enjoyed. By the way, last year, 2013 in Toronto, I was kind of. They were the one team to give me one last shot, and uh, real appreciative for that. And I enjoyed my time up there. It was awesome. You come to the Cardinals in '09 via trade, and that yeah. was one of most really big first trades. He trades Chris Perez and. Uh, you know, Cardinal uh, closer of the of the future, and then they trade him away. They're gonna make Jason Mott the closer. So you come over, and I think a lot of people were really excited about that trade. And then unfortunately, it didn't work for you. It got injuries kind of help or kind of got in the way. But that was a that was a really good team. That yeah. team, and they bring in Matt Holiday, but like, a month later. Yeah, it, to be honest with you, when I got traded over, I, I was so fired up. Uh, you know, even though I had played two years for the Cubs. Um, coming up with the Atlanta Braves and that model organization, I always, you could always tell St. Louis was pretty much the same exact thing. And I was dying to walk in that clubhouse, even though Chris Carpenter greeted me rudely when I tried to walk in. But he, he ended up being one of my best well, friends. Why, why was that? Because well, he's Carp. Yeah, he's Carp, and I had played for the well, Cubs. What are you doing in here? Get, get, get over We're there. We're not going to let you in, but... <laughs> No, for to be honest with you, that was the beginning of the end for my career when I, uh, you know, hurt my wrist. 
And uh, if I could go back in time, you know, it's funny. It's 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 the old school mentality versus the new school mentality. When when I hurt my wrist that day against Randy Johnson, I knew I did something really bad. And uh, my gut and my old man at the time, I remember driving home to my apartment that night, and I said, Dad, I hurt my wrist. We were on the phone. I, I said, Dad, I hurt my wrist pretty good. He's like, ah, you'll be all right. And I'm like, Dad, nah, I really hurt it. Like, I know there's a difference between pain and injury. And he was like, you know, you got to do, you got to look out for you first. But the old school mentality was I I had just gotten traded over there. They had given up a couple prospects to get me. How how can you justify after 48 hours of being in that clubhouse with those kind of guys to to walk into Tony LaRusso's office and say, hey, I'm not going to go. I'm a free agent at the end of the year and I want to be healthy. Uh, it probably would have been the smartest thing to do, but I kind of grinded through it as best I could. I, I didn't perform the way I would have liked, and uh, my my wrist honestly never came back. Two surgeries later, and uh, I tried to grind it out, thought it was going to be all right. Signed with San Francisco, feeling healthy and ready to go, and by midseason, it was right back to the same old stuff. So frustrating but uh, I mean what what a time what an opportunity to play for the Cardinals and, and get a chance to play with Albert Pujols and Carp and Wayno and uh, Matt Holiday got traded over I think three or four days later so uh, I really thought we we're gonna win a World Series I can still remember to this day Adam Wainwright throwing a 3-2 backdoor breaking ball to Jason Giambi in Colorado to clinch the the, the uh, division. I thought it was one of the greatest pitches I had ever seen thrown. Bases loaded to throw a 3-2 breaking ball. you got to have some serious cojones to pull that off. Landed on the ground. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, Rue had to go up. Oh. <laughs> unbelievable pitch. And then to go into L.A. and get... Uh, get taken out the way we did I thought was super surprising but you know that that's the way in in the postseason anything can happen anybody can get hot and uh yeah it's baseball and that yeah. that team it, people forget Carp and Wayne I think were two and three and Cy Young they canceled each other out yeah I think Carp was 17 and four I think Wayne Wayne, Wayne the 120 like or 19 no eight. maybe 19 whatever it was because I think Kyle McClellan a friend around but he blew a save and did not give <laughs> he did not get Wayne his twentieth win. I'll totally, I'll never forget that day. I mean, we should find him and talk about that. Um, and you had Smoltz too. I mean, that team was Jonathan, just yeah. I, I can remember when we were getting ready to go to the postseason, and Tony had had Smoltz addressed the team. Not like St. Louis hadn't been in a postseason a, a, a ton, but just to have John, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, come over and kind of. It was it was super interesting. I, I think for me, just getting a chance, I played with some great players in my career. I mean, I'll always say Chipper Jones was just head and shoulders. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was head and shoulders, probably the best player I ever played with until I got a chance to play with number five in his prime. Um, I can remember being back in, just getting traded over and us going to Cincinnati and you could probably look this up, but bases loaded. Top, Weathers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the funny thing was is I, I remember Tony had Ryan Franklin warming up. We're losing by three, and the entire dugout was like, 
It's not a matter of if, it's what pitch. And he hit one off the off the facade for a grand slam in Cincinnati, and I was like, ooh, uh, this, is, this is unbelievable. Yeah, to, to watch him go about his craft underneath, not what the people got to see, but to watch him work and, and to be a part of that was pretty cool. Yeah, for my five seconds, I traveled from 06 and then went with the playoffs and just – I don't think people realize the grind of baseball is, and they don't want to hear it. You know, yeah, you guys no. make millions, but man, that guy—he was there before everybody. He stayed late. He he just would swing and swing and swing, and a lot of times in pain. And a lot of people didn't realize. I mean, I just think to do what he did in a game that is so difficult, which I make—I I try to play like a little fantasy baseball down here, like against old timers, yeah. and I look like an idiot. Uh, I just think it's amazing what he did. I mean, so you got to see it, obviously. Do you have any Tony stories, or do you have any more Albert stories? I, I love a good Tony story. Two, two Italians no, I probably. I wasn't around Tony enough for the three months. I really wasn't around him enough. I just I just remember him being a super general. Like, I, I always appreciated the fact that he was going to do... Everyone needed to check their ego at the door. And if I was a manager, it's exactly... Listen, I get it. There, you have number five there. He, he gets carte blanche. You got, you got certain guys that have earned the right to do certain things. But he wasn't afraid to do whatever it took, check your ego at the door, I'm going to try and win this game. If I feel there's a guy on a bench that gives me a better chance against a certain matchup, then I'm going to I'm gonna pop the clutch on it, and you better not be upset about it. I appreciated that. Um, yeah, I enjoyed everything about Tony and how he went about it because he, he played to win. He, feelings kind of kind of went out the, out the window, and I, I, I appreciate that. I think we're all grown men. I think there is a totem pole in that clubhouse and you should kind of know every day take inventory on where you fall on that and i really believe that in my heart uh getting back to albert yeah i had a ton ton of stories i can remember being on deck in houston and him going he i was hitting second which by the way is the worst bad place to hit in the world everyone said oh you're gonna get nothing but fastballs yeah but if you make the last out of the inning you get booed (laughs) all right because everyone wanted albert to come hit and I just remember him saying, hey, uh, hey, puppy, hey, puppy, sit slider first pitch. I would have never have done that. And I said, Albert, ain't not going to throw me a slider. You're on deck now. He's like, no, I got a feeling. He's like, he threw me first pitch slider, and I hit a home run. And uh, when I hit home plate as I was going back, I slapped five, and he goes, you're welcome. And he <laughs> did that like two or three times for me throughout that second half, and I, I really appreciated that. But just, just kind of the way he went about his craft underneath and uh, – yeah, I, I get it. It, it. it it really is. Now that I'm removed from the game, so to speak, it. Everyone always says that it, it. The hardest thing is not getting to the big leagues; it's staying in the big leagues. And 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 that is that is 100% the truth. It's staying in the big leagues. And to stay in the big leagues, you got to be good every day. You got to be consistent every day. It's the best players in the world. It's on the biggest stage. It's stressful. I think. Well, Lauren's got to go. Look, what, where are you going? Can I go? Or I'm waiting. Why do you Why do you have to go? I don't know. Like, I don't know. All right. Am I supposed to be? I don't. I'll I'll find you. Okay. I, and we're gonna leave all that in. That's your MLB Network cohort right there, Lauren Chinaldi. <laughs> she does great it. job. I seriously. I, no, no, no. I we're leaving all this all no editing. Lauren, I'm a does, fan. Lauren does a great You're job. You're next. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very lucky. Now, where were you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm very, I'm very lucky with uh, kind of getting off the field and uh, and being offered the the chance to work at MLB Network and then getting a morning show with with Lauren and, and Matt Vasquez and it's been uh, that's kind of to my speed. I like to have a little fun and kind of humanize the players a little bit. 
So, uh, yeah, it's been great. And let's wrap up. You talked to uh, Adam Wainwright here for a little bit, and you talked about the totem pole, and everyone, I don't know if this is what spring training gets too long, but everyone's talking about, oh, the clubhouse is so different. There's a different feel, and um, I guess sometimes you can see that, but it, I think it takes more of a whole season. I don't know. Do you do you buy into some of that stuff? Because a lot of people thought, I mean, they had they had all kinds of meetings last spring about who's a veteran and who's going to be a leader, and it's almost felt like there's too you much can't force. That. Yeah, it almost feels like there's too much. Talk, just play the game, right? And that stuff sort of manifests itself. Because now Dexter comes in, he puts a speaker on, and the whole team's like, "What? We we can play music? Like it's just yeah. a weird thing." I think Matt Holiday was just kind of no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matt's a big guy i don't want to i don't want to make him mad no do not make him mad he has the biggest forearms in the game's ever seen but yeah you talked about totem pole and the leadership and all that stuff that comes about i mean did, i don't know if you talked with adam about that i know he's talking about curveballs but just some of the things maybe adam talked about and just a change of a clubhouse yeah. and in the feel of a clubhouse i like like i said when you came in it was like oh man they're bringing in this guy who's everyone loves and i remember in 2011 when berkman walked in it literally you could tell our Everyone just huddled around Berkeley. Yeah, I remember. I remember in '09 having a conversation with Albert, and I called Colby Rasmus into the conversation. And when we got done, Colby said, "Dero, that's the first time I spoke with Albert all year." Now Colby's kind of introverted and like to stay to himself. No, um, for me, I remember speaking early in my career in an Atlanta Braves meeting, and and I, I shouldn't have, and I knew I shouldn't have, but I felt like the message needed to be said. I felt like everyone was beating around the bush. And on the way out to batting practice, Gary Sheffield grabbed me by the collar and he's like, hey, listen, I appreciate what you said and you're right, but don't ever open your mouth again until you help us win a ball game, you know? And and, and that's... Today's kids are different, man. They come up, they have a brand, they're on social media, they feel like... They've been been pumped since since high school, so to them, they want to be a part of the team super quick and... and, um, I still do believe in, in that totem pole effect, but at the same time, there's the, the game's getting younger. Adapt to perse- and persevere is, it has to be. You have to have fun with this. You have to make guys feel included. It's the only way you're going to get the best out of them. But there also has to be a respect factor, and I think you can. I, I think you can toe the line. I think guys like Lance Berkman were able to do that. Speak brutal truth. Don't say. I always tell myself on the air, I'm never going to say anything on the air I wouldn't say to a guy in the clubhouse. I, I, I've always, I was the, I was the microphone guy on the bus. I like to bury, bury guys and have fun and bring everyone together from the, from the, listen, you know who the best players are on the team and you know who the 25th man is, but you don't, you don't have to beat them up about it every day. I think if you can make everyone feel like they're comfortable in, in, in the clubhouse, but yet knowing the boundaries of, of where their, their lot in life is at that particular moment. It's always, it's ever changing. Uh, I said, I was the 25th man for a while. I was maybe made my way up to about eight or nine at one point, but I never lost sight of, of kind of who the boy, big boys were. Maybe that was what the deal was last year, that no one knew their numbers. I'm yeah. s- and I'm serious, because that sounded like what it was. So I really appreciate your time. I think if you would have been a Cardinal a lot, much longer, you'd have a, a red jacket. I mean, I think people would have loved <laughs> to have you around more. I mean, it really was, was going to be a great time. But uh, I appreciate your time, and I okay. uh, really enjoy your uh, work on MLB Network. I mean, it's just, you're just having the most fun, right? I mean, that, yeah, just I doing that. It. I enjoy I'm passionate about the game, and, uh, you know, I- I want to do right by the players. So that was my chat with Mark DeRosa. Appreciate his time. He does a great job on MLB Network. Also a great storyteller, as you can tell there. And uh, once again, I'll just mention that uh, I was going to do a little more down there and try to create two shows from spring training. But, you know, the beach 
and the baseball, the beers got in the way a little bit. Uh, you know, players' time it does not sync up to my time. Had to be up early, but uh, I appreciate uh, Dexter Fowler spending some time early on, and then I uh, did get the chance to talk to Colton Wong. And as a Cardinal fan, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. He's got a, a big contract. He's going to be here a while, and um, so they're showing some faith in him. Uh, he's going to have to play again this year with um, I mean, possibly a chip on his shoulder. But I do think he's one of the one of the main keys to the season. I think if he's good and uh, if Gritchick's good, um, you, you've got a pretty good offense right there. But uh, they're going to be asking a lot of those two guys along with uh, Piscotti and Dexter and Johnny. I think it's a pretty good team, though. And uh, so this is always fun to talk to Colton Wong. I'm a fan of his. I think he's, uh, I think he's a super talent. I think uh, sometimes he gets a little... Uh, too entrenched in the mind game stuff so uh, that's kind of where we go with this interview and uh, like I said I appreciate Colton's time let's take a listen to that I don't, I don't like the way I started there I'm with Colton Wong hello Colton how are you good how you doing I'm great spring training always fun correct absolutely always tell me a little bit about uh, just coming in this spring and uh, you know, a lot of people thinking about what this team could be and thinking about what you could be and just how um, you know, this could be one of those years where it's one of those make or break years, right? I mean, do you think that? Do you think that every year? I mean, we talk about this. Almost, it seems like <laughs> for the last five years, and it's still it's still coming about, right? Absolutely. Uh, I really don't care what anybody thinks about what where I'm going. You know, I know deep down the work that I'm putting in. You know what I'm doing behind the scenes, and you know how hard I'm working. And as long as I know that I'm doing everything I can to get myself ready, you know that's all I can do. Has it been fun this spring versus others? Does it matter? Is it the same? No, it's a lot more fun this spring. I think you know. Adding Dex to this group definitely loosened up, you know, a lot of things. I think just, you know, about how we prepare, you know, it's more like on our own. And, you know, I think when you get to this level, you need to know how to take care of yourself on your own. You like the music, right? That's a whole big thing, the music coming out. But tell me a little bit. It's, I know it's one guy. Yeah. But, I mean, it does seem, and I haven't been around as much, but it just seems different, right? Absolutely. Um, Like you said, yeah, it is one guy. But, you know, that one guy is, you know, he just brings that, charisma with them and just that uh, energy you know and it makes everybody else want to hop on board because you see how much fun he has and you and it brings you back to understand this is a game and you know if you're not going to have fun playing this game you're not going to play well in this game you know because at the end of the day it's a game that you've been playing since you were a little kid and you got to understand that so I think definitely what he's bringing is you know that sense of you know fun and childlike playing and I think that's what a lot of us are trying to get back to uh, I have a fantasy team mm-hmm. uh, keepers I have Dozier and you yeah um 30 bombs, 100 ribbies, maybe 110 runs for you, right? Maybe? No? Dozier, yeah. I mean, if you want to ask him. <laughs> me, I'm just going to be the guy that I know I can be. Well, know? there's defense, too, so yeah. maybe maybe I'll just play you during defense? Or It's up to you. No, you know, I you're like, a fantasy owner. It's your grave you're do building. You, do you play? Do you? I mean, have you played football? You probably play football, right? I've done football, but not baseball. What do you think about that, the fact that these, there's so many leagues and so many, you know, there are people that are, that are yelling at your your name come on colton you know what is that like when you know that there's there's these fan leagues doing that oh i think it's cool man obviously it gives people you know a different outlook on how to watch the game you know so for some people it means a lot more than others but you know it's just cool because it brings more publicity to us understanding that you know we're athletes too and it's not only about basketball and football you know there's some good athletes on this field and you know this game is really tough so i think when people start understanding the real beauty behind it you know they become a true fans and what's it been like basically we kind of touched on it earlier but just the the progression of your career and now that you come into this camp is it 
I don't know, is it different? Is it, like you said, I don't know if you, you put numbers up or that you want or goals, or but just the different mentality of coming in for you. Is it, has it been a big, big difference for you? Not really. Um, I just came to this season understanding that I got to take care of myself and I got to do what I need to do to get myself ready. You know, I can't worry about what people are thinking, what people are saying, because everyone's going to have their own opinions. But the only opinion that matters is mine and what I think I can be in. You know, I, I definitely know what kind of player I can be. And it's all about just continuing the process of, you know, working towards, you know, being a really good player and, you know, being somebody that can definitely, you know, help this team win. As we wrap up, I would never sit here and criticize a guy right to his face, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it right now. Who would leave Hawaii to move to St. Louis in the winter? What, what, what are you thinking? Somebody who signed a deal with St. Louis. You know, I mean, my, my whole thing was is Hawaii's never going to go anywhere. It's not planning on going anywhere. So why not understand the place that you're living in, you know, for six months out of the year? Uh, you know, obviously being there, you understand that it's St. Louis, and it's always cool because you're there during the season. But, you know, I want to know what St. Louis is like without baseball there for a while. And it was, it was cool to kind of, you know, get engulfed in, in the community and understand, you know, what it's like to be, you know, someone from St. Louis and, you know, to really enjoy being in St. Louis. And what did you learn? I mean, is there anything... Tangible, good food, the Wong's Inn that I showed you at the <laughs> Big Ben there at Big Ben in Manchester. No, I haven't done that yet, but no, I mean, you know, I just learned that, you know, regardless of baseball, they are not people, they are true fans. You know, they love you regardless of if you had a good year or bad year, they're going to love you and, you know, they're going to root for you the whole time. Obviously, people are going to, you know, throw in their input on what they think I can do better at, but, you know, it's just cool to have, have that because, you know, I've never been a part of that before. I've never seen that side of the Midwest where everyone just loves their sports as much as, as they do in St. Louis. Yeah, you're starting to learn that. And you no know spearfishing, right? No, or box. You box too, right? Are you still box boxing? A bit. Yeah. yeah. Did you find a place to do that? No, I just have my own. Uh, I had a little bag in my house back in St. Louis, so I'd go in there and just you know, get a couple rounds in and just make sure that I was keeping up my boxing just in case. Now, everyone says, Dexter, you go, we go. I say, Colton, uh-huh. you go, we go. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I think, you know. <laughs> For me, if, if, I think it'd be great. I seriously do yeah. believe that, though. I think when the team, when you're playing well, the team wins. We've seen that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, definitely, the one thing with Dex that you can count on is he's consistent. You know, he's always going to be that guy, the same guy, day in and day out. And you know, my goal is to get to that point. And you know, having him and you know, being able to talk to him as much as I do and, and lean on him is just, it's getting me to that point mentally and physically because I'm working with them both on the field and off the field to just understand how to play the game the right way and just have fun. Have a big season. I'm always appreciate the time oh, my friend absolutely thanks Colton once again I thank Colton Wong for spending some time to chat really enjoy talking to him I feel like if he has a big year the Cardinals will have a big year that's how important I think he is I think there's a bunch of those guys though I think the same thing about Randall Gritchick I think about that with uh, Stephen Piscotti and even Johnny Peralta Johnny looks good looking forward to this season I, I, I don't know why it just feels it feels different down there there's definitely something different with Dexter Fowler being there one of the games uh, the Cardinals had uh, again against the Washington Nationals, Dexter Fowler went from first to third, and it just felt different. Uh, Colton Wong trailed him back to second, and uh, the, the Nats were throwing the ball over the place, and it's just a just a different type of play that we we had we did not see last year. So, really looking forward to this season, and I appreciate the loyal listeners that this program seems to garner. Looks like we have a, a little fan base, so I appreciate. You folks checking these out, uh, I promise there'll be more during the baseball season of old Cardinal stories and current Cardinals and broadcasters and whatever we can go beyond with. So that'll do it. And one more time, I want to thank my sponsor, Masses Restaurant. There was 
Not a lot of Italian eating down there in Florida. I'd rather just do that here. I stepped off the plane and just said, give me the Big Al special. 16-inch pizza, bacon, hamburger, sausage. <laughs> That's not all they have. They have pasta. They've got seafood. I go there sometimes for seafood. It's that good. Masses Restaurant, stlmasses.com. Five locations. You can find them there. I'll tell you more about them next time. I think you've heard me talk about them. But I'm a little worn out. Florida uh, did it in, did it, did, did it again. You guys, uh, I got to tell you one last thing. If uh, if you're a fan of baseball in Florida, sp- spring training is just it is uh, paradise. It's just the best thing to do. A bunch of my buddies were getting autographs, and it's just you, you go down there and you feel like a little kid again. So I, I, if you have some time or you have the means, you can get down there this year or next year. I Highly recommend it. I appreciate the Cardinals. I thank again uh, KMOX and everybody uh, for uh, being so good to me. I will uh, be talking to you soon. Hopefully it warms up and it stays warm forever. And opening day is right around the corner. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.